This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Lockett comes to the slot. Here comes Parsons. And he forces the pass incomplete. And that will wrap it up. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Just hearing the name Lockett gives me PTSD, betting PTSD from last night. What a frustrating betting night for me. Lock it over 47 and a half. Has that brutal drop. Honestly, like that, that, that drop might like help Dak Prescott win MVP. Maybe the Seahawks win the game if Lockett catches that pass. They end up going four and out, turn it over on downs. Dallas goes down and scores a touchdown. And uh, Lockett would have gone over. And Rico Dowdle goes under by a couple yards. And uh, <laughs> felt like Dallas nine and a half was very possible for them to cover. And then said they win by oh, six. Oh, yeah. So that was at uh, the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we didn't even talk about it. We don't have to spend time on like the McCarthy decision-making in the red zone about like what that's final sequence of plays. I mean, it's, it's like indefensible, honestly, like it has no defense because it's, it's all over the map. It's, it's I'm aggressive here and conservative. It's the worst possible situation. Like a consistency is at least what you would want in that situation. You would want the right thing also, but you would also want consistency. Like it's, we're throwing to the end zone on third down, which is by the way, like you should actually just be trying to throw the sticks. Oh, by the way, because you get a first time the game's over. Um, But like, but like even calling the pass play, it's just like, you know, I, up up six with a minute left and up six with a minute 40 left. Two very different things in terms of what the Seahawks can do realistically. Up six with a minute left is like Hail Mary. Up six a minute 40 is like you can get to like the 30, 25, 20 yard line, take some shots, which they almost did. Really? <laughs> like, I know that that we play that cut, like Parsons is unblocked. Like, ha ha ha. How could the Seahawks do that? Also, if they don't do that and they complete that, Seahawks maybe win the game. Like, they really maybe win the game. Everybody watched that game. The Seahawks scored 35 points last night. They couldn't move the ball down. Look what they did at the end of the first half. So I just, it's it's like, it will never be talked about because, like, the Cowboys won, so who cares? But, man, like, another, you know, McCarthy in a big spot is rough. And, I mean, you're talking about, we're going to talk about the game next week. We'll talk about, you know, divisional round. They'll draw Philly or San Francisco conference championship. They'll draw the other one, probably something like that. You have confidence in a close game. Dallas is going to end up winning in these situations. You know, no matter how good Dak is, it just makes it really tough when you see things like last night. And look like, and I think Ken brings up the best point there, which is if you're going to throw on third down, you, you, you throw it like five yards to get the first down because the game's over. Throw like, like, let's a say Lamb catches. Yeah. Like, yeah, correct. If Lamb catches that pass for a touchdown, then like Seattle can go down and score, kick a field, whatever, onside kick, and like like the game's one hundred percent win probability with the first down. Touchdown up by ten, not one hundred percent win probability. So just get the we first down. We just had this Zay Flowers. And we just, and we had it with with uh, the Browns and the Jets. We talked about a week two last year. There are situations where you get burned by this. Even going for the touchdown, it's like such stupid decision making. And I'll just my my thing with that was so you're going to go for it on third and throw it, 
then you have to go forward on fourth and throw it also and just like try and win the game. If your MO is to win the game, then win the game. Then like then go forward on fourth down and win the game with your MVP quarterback. That's what I mean. And so, instead we're like, like downshifting like into conservative down, again. It's like, come on, guys. Right. Like, just, what are you, what are you doing, yeah. dude? Like, you're throw it into the end zone on third and then kick on fourth. Like, go for it, man. If you're going to show the stones, right? Because you the gave them the 40 seconds. Go for it. People be like, well, no, up three, up six is a big deal. Be like, well, they didn't think it was that they didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, that's just they gave him 40 seconds. Once you give him 40 seconds, three to six, like, yeah, it matters. It's not as big as like when you take the 40 off the clock and then you figure out what to do. And a really interesting, like, an analytics thing. And, like, I know we've kind of talked derisively about analytics. I mean this sincerely. And I think our guy Eric Eager has actually shared this. Why coaches at ends of games, why you should never kick a field goal to go up six. Because basically, it's like it's like psychological, right? So let's say Dallas doesn't get the first down. Seattle, like, of course, like, you'd like to score a touchdown. But, like, psychologically, like, you're playing for overtime at that point. You're trying to get into field goal range and, like, kick a field goal, send the game to overtime. Whereas you go up by six, like, there you're going, you have to go for the jugular. And then you lose if they score a touchdown so like we don't have to get into like the merits of that just that hey hey mike like go for it on third whatever throw it to the end zone you got to go for it on fourth then dallas ends up sk skating like past that and not losing the game um also would have been great if they would have scored on the third down and i could have covered the spread but anyway that's a story for another time sam paniotovich will join us coming up next hour on the show so will anthony debundo uh for the people in the youtube chat and the twitch chat uh, send in your favorite bets coming up for football this weekend. We'll talk about a couple of them coming up in the third hour of the show. But for now, uh, Kenny, let's fade the music up here, please. The recommends. And let's talk about these two games coming up next week. Uh, the Seahawks, man, it's a brutal stretch. Go on the road to San Francisco next week. They obviously hosted the Niners last week on Thanksgiving. Closed a touchdown dog in that game. Lost 31-13. Now go on the road to the Niners. And another game of the year in a series of them, all involving the all involving the Eagles for like four straight weeks. Eagles at the Cowboys next Sunday night. Obviously, Philly and San Fran have to play each other. We will kind of do this, assuming that like none of the principals involved are injured and get to play in the game. So, Ken, bet and like normally it's like let's pick one or the other. We can kind of like weave them both together. Thoughts on these two games coming up next week with the Niners and the Seahawks, Cowboys and the Eagles. I'll be really kind of dismissive of the market for Seahawks Niners. Uh, it will almost certainly be more than 10, and that will be correct. And that will not make me want to do anything. Um, you know, the Seahawks will have extra rest going into the game. Maybe that will prove like a small advantage, and we'll see how the Niners exit this game. You say we're doing without injuries. I do think in some ways that needs to be a part of the conversation because this is like an all-in kind of a game for both teams. Like it's not – you're not going to get up 17 and just run backups for the fourth quarter or something in all likelihood for the Niners and Eagles. Like there's a realistic chance like football's a physical game. Like people are going to get hurt in this game, and it's going to affect these next week point spreads perhaps. Um, but I, I think that one is a projected blowout no matter how way you, what way you slice it. And I don't think the market for that game is even particularly interesting right now. Uh, 10 and a half, 11, 13, something like that. And great. Next, you know, like what, like what, and you can't tease into a number like that. Uh, I don't want to play Seattle basically ever in that situation. They matched up really poorly with San Francisco. Um, so that's kind of it for that. Cowboys Eagles, honestly, I think has the potential to get even more interesting than than we were talking about a few days ago, where the the look-aheads in the market for this game were Cowboys two and a half for the most part, with like one three on the board. Cowboys look great last night. Now there's a couple markets open. They're both three. We don't know, obviously, like Sunday night when like kind of the world openers come out for the week, what it's going to be like. We need to know what happens on Sunday with, like, between the Eagles and the Niners. I think there's like a real chance with how the market for Niners-Eagles has operated that if the Niners were to like follow through on kind of the interest in them, and beat Philly and, and maybe even win by margin or win by a touchdown even. 
I think there's a chance that the Cowboys game closes three and a half, actually, or even opens three and a half against the Eagles for Sunday's game. Um, it's not just that, like, the Eagles will be at the end of this four-week absolutely brutal stretch. There are two teams involved here. The Eagles will be in – it's not a bad fatigue spot because it's not like they're playing Thursday or something, but from, like, a – you know, games where you have to exert maximum effort until the final gun or go to overtime. Like, it's, this is going to be as bad as it gets for a team. Uh, you know, all playing all contending teams to the wire, and now you have to travel to play your division rival. That's a really tough spot. Uh, and I think what makes it even more disadvantageous is Dallas has absolutely no excuses not to play, like, their best game of all time in this game. They are being handed, like, the schedule spot of all time here. Like, Eagles are game four of four of this stretch and traveling you played Thursday, Thursday, and then have this game all at home. Extra rest. Nobody got hurt last night of significance in the game. I mean, this, like, you got no excuses. Like, I know the Cowboys have choked every big spot, basically, the last forever, with the last couple of coaches. Just, like, it has, like, the, the, there cannot be any, like, Philly's going to limp into this game, almost certainly. And the market's going to reflect that, I really think. So I, I just, Dallas escaped really clean last night from an injury standpoint and have extra rest and stay home. Um, Eagles look remotely vulnerable. I think you see more than three, even at open in the game. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what I would want to do. I guess like my, my thought right now is I'd want to bet Philadelphia. But obviously we kind of need to see how the game plays out on Sunday. Like how do the Eagles look? Do the Niners handle them? Maybe would kind of like influence the way we feel about the game. I'll just say like, you made a great point talking about McCarthy. And can you trust the Cowboys in a big spot? Can you trust McCarthy in a big spot? And look, last night's game was against Seattle, and I'll always go back to the 2014 NFC Championship game. I bet the Packers on the money line in that game. Packers were the Packers would have won the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm convinced that year, not the Patriots. Um, first two drives of the game, McCarthy settles for like 19-yard field goals with Mason Crosby like on both drives with Aaron Rodgers. And they're up 6 nothing, and they end up losing the game in overtime. Now, there's a lot of things that happen. The Bostic play, obviously, on the onside kick, etc. But, like, man, you can't convince me Mike McCarthy didn't lose that game. I thought that in the moment it was the first guess. So, I'm going to have a hard time laying that number, Ken, with Dallas, even if the Eagles look terrible on Sunday against the 49ers. Because I don't trust the head coach in a big spot. And, like, look... Like, Dak's, Dak's your guy. I get it. He's been amazing this season. He's likable. He's cool. Whatever. Also, you know, Jalen Hurts has kind of proven it to us. I think we still need Dak Prescott to prove it to us. And maybe that's unfair, but I, I doubt that I'm the only person that has that opinion. Like, I, I need Dak oh, to show certainly. me in a big spot. I think uh, everything that I said, I want to be really clear. I'm not saying I'm betting Dallas. I'm not saying I love them to win the game. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I, I may not bet the game. Uh, just that I think the betting market for the game will be very, very, very influenced by like what's happening with both teams, where the Eagles are at the end of this stretch and the Cowboys have a really advantageous setup here and they're probably going to have a pretty clean injury report. And the Eagles are almost certainly not. Like the Eagles may have defensive linemen down for this game. Oh, and now here comes like one of the most physical teams in the league. It's just, it's not going to be great. Like they can, maybe they escape with no significant injuries, maybe out of the Niners game. It's still going to be pretty rough next week, I think, in terms of an injury report. I just think it is. And we know Hertz is playing her injured anyway. I just, like, I think my point is, I think all of that is going to get into the betting market for the game. Now, if that creates a situation where then you want to play back on Philly for the reasons you just said, like, yeah, absolutely. Could, could definitely see that happening. Like more than a field goal. The, the, the team that never beats anyone good is going to lay more than a field goal at home against the team that always wins in these kind of situations. Now, to be fair, they'll probably be coming off a game where they didn't win. They might be coming off a game like that. And by the way, if the Eagles, that's, that's my 
that that all that market analysis that was if the Niners like put them away on Sunday the Eagles win then it kind of gets really crazy because it's just like does it open three if that happens do the Eagles get that right away like what like what is that if the Eagles kind of like give you signs of life in this game like no no like we're still like we're still good like we want we knocked out yet another contender yet another challenger you know result of the game obviously will have a big impact on next week's points brother I think, honestly, that might create a betting opportunity on the Cowboys, if and when that's the case. Can't wait to watch the game on Sunday. Can't wait to talk about it on Monday. And just to pay off something that like we teased a little bit, and we may have not had time to do it on the show today, which is fine. We can do it next week also. Um, Seattle's schedule. Seattle's 6-6 six and six, uh, at the Niners next week. Then they host the Eagles. And by the way, that's not an easy game for Philadelphia. It's so, like the gauntlet actually continues yeah. for the Eagles another week going to Seattle. So... At San Francisco, host the Eagles. At Tennessee, host Pittsburgh. At Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in the final game of the season. I think they're going 8-9. and nine. And I think the Packers and the Rams are both going like 9-8. and eight. I, th- I think the Seahawks are out. Well, and the Rams beat them twice. Make it. Worth noting. Yes. So even if they have the same record. Right. That's, that's an important part of that puzzle, I think. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll start it. Getting bets for the weekend from our friend, Sam Paniatovich.